Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Mike Portnoy here, hanging with my boys Tom and Zeus, right here on Shout It Out Loudcast. Oh boy, here we go. Boy. This is James Simmons. Put that cookie down. Yes. Stop pressing the button. Star Simmons. Star. Stop shouting. Thing. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fans? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck That's what we're talking about. 617 You do? Hey, fuck off. Do you like kiss? Settle down. Yellow. What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 243, Destroyer 45th Anniversary Super Deluxe, Super Fun Time, <laughs> Seinfeld, uh, Box Set Disc 3. Is that our longest episode title? I think we said this every time. Every we time the, we do it, yeah. Yeah, the previous two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Su- Tom. It's just a super across the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. People are like, how are you going to talk about this? Doesn't that disc have 23 versions of Flaming Youth? <laughs> it's got five songs, but 26 tracks. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> we will, as we always do. Yep. Uh, let's get into the feedback from last week, though, Tom. Yes. And But before we get into that, I'm uh, just a, a, a point of reference here or a point of order or... Um, you know, clarification that needs Zeus, to be Zeus, fucking said. Zeus is about to hammer. Well, actually, not just Zeus. We are both about to. Can you can you use a wrestling? You're the wrestling guy. Yeah. What, what are we about to do? We're about to do know, power bomb somebody through a fucking table. Who, it's just who, we're we're about to do something to all of you people. So pull up a uh, chair, gather around, and listen. All right. We love our feedback. Absolutely. We love our listeners. Love it. However, but, but however, this has become a reoccurring theme where we're one of us is pulling out what we have left of our hair. The I've other none. one would love to pull out some <laughs> hair, but he can't. Yeah. It is beyond frustrating with stupid shit. <laughs> we love all you guys, but there's a lot of stupid, stupid shit. shit. There's nothing happening. better than there's nothing better than there's nothing you. better than. <laughs> 
me and you complaining about stupid shit is the king of all ironies. Yes, I know. But continue. All right. So what I want to complain about or bitch about or fucking just get off my chest is our feedback. Okay. I think, Tom, we've almost like created monsters. That's what I've said. We've empowered people to where it's like the Howard Stern whack pack, which we there are times that we absolutely love that. We love that. We love the family we've created. But there are other times where, like, sometimes we need to, like, knock people down a little bit and be like, hey, 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 come here for, come here for a minute. You're not part of the show. <laughs> but even more so, it's not just the people that we love and we'll read not their the- comments and right. we got nicknames for them and right. inside jokes and we have theme music. Now everybody else jumps in. And thinks they're going to do what we do. And they're going to put up memes or jokes about them and take over and try leave the fucking humor to us. Well, like you know it what? Or well, don't like it. I no, don't no, no. give well, a fuck. Well, there's a few reasons why you should leave the humor to us. A, because uh, we like to use the word hijack. Yeah, Tom. And, 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 and B, none of you are funny. <laughs> Some of you are, but a lot of some you are of you not. Are, some of you are funny. By the way, boy, this has been a rough few months for us because what is this? Two out of the last four episodes, we're going on a rant. I love it. I love it. But sometimes we need to purge. Sometimes we need to we need to do some housekeeping and get everybody get everybody back in order. Correct. So, herd, herd the cattle. And look, we love you guys, but let, let's let's let let's let us do what we do. So there's a couple things I'll tell you. Uh, there's about f- four or five things that happened on feedback throughout this week that yeah. I, like got my fucking bud boiling. So one was some fucking bozo who looks like Eddie Rabbit. Hey, uh, I thought this uh, group was a fun group to talk about the band and shit. Just that's typical. Every once in a while, somebody gets offended that everyone's joking about either right. Paul or fucking. Vinny or something, or Vinny or like, or something. Yeah, someone's yeah, making yeah. a joke and someone gets their fucking feelings hurt yep. and doesn't understand that this here is not a fucking footy pajama podcast or uh somewhere a safe space for them. No, no. Now, I said to Zeus how proud I was of the loudcasters for knocking that guy back oh into my reality. God, it was absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Everybody so fucking right. hammered the poor guy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Eddie Rabbit took off, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But the point is. Like once in a while that happens and that's fine. We'll get those stuff. There is a fine line. Like we monitor that every once in a while, a loudcasters group will have stupid shit. Somebody fucking showing somebody getting punched in the face or yeah. some porn. Somebody like that shit escapes it. Report that shit. We'll delete it. Yeah. Um. There's a fine line with our, our, our buddy uh, that like loves to shit on Paul, but then, you know, we're not putting on a homophobic shit. I'm not nope. putting fucking gay images of Paul with Tommy and shit or or I'm not putting up uh, uh, allowing up uh, stupid shit. Someone put the joke about Paul in his painting. How many morons come out there like, oh, that's Hunter Biden's fucking photo. The Democrats yeah. about like, right. dude, get that shit off our shit. This is not a politics page. Politics gay bash it like all that shit is gone we don't want it yeah and guess what we see all of it sometimes we comment sometimes we interact sometimes we don't but zeus and i 
where we have the luxury of both having jobs that allow us to have access to our phone during the day. We see everything and we love the fun. We love the humor. We love the jokes. But again, there's a line and there's a lot of you people tiptoeing on the fucking line. And I do not want it to get to the point where there is no feedback at all because it's just fueling some of this bullshit. Now, again, there might be people out there that are like, oh, thank God, I can't fucking stand feedback like that other guy. But listen to 20 minutes. They haven't gotten a sonic boom yet. <laughs> no, I think it was we were referred to as these clowns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like to me, that's funny because it's fucking just an ignorant guy. Because it's just listen. an ignorant guy that doesn't listen. Right. But but we feedback is fun because it allows people like Zeus said to go back and enjoy the previous episode and have some fun. But we there's gotta be some kind of like control mechanism here to make sure that the shit doesn't become a runaway freight train. And and, and that's what's happening. And in addition to that, so like I said, we were talking about like, oh, you know, some of you guys now, hey, we, we do the theme music with that, but we're controlling that because we'll put on up. I do the editing. Yeah. I will put on as much as I want, edit what we want and throw um, uh, music or themes or whatever we want. Right. But some of you now have come upon yourselves to now try to take our jokes and just try to make your own little memes and your own little stuff and be like, ha look, I've created this. No. no. No, no, stop it. We're done with that shit. Okay. Don't do it. Like, yeah, I don't need jokes about fucking Joe, Joe Romanic's tight jeans. I'll give him shit about that. And so will Tom. We don't need everybody else creating memes and doing stupid shit. And, and here's another thing, too, that goes up my ass sideways. Not everything is a fucking cult. Yeah. Not everything needs to be like, You've like, ruined it. A, if, They've if, ruined if, it. If we make a cult, it's like, oh, fucking. This cult, fucking, uh, for, uh, first it was Ace Cult, then it was like Boom Cult, Tom Cult, fucking Nige Cult, fucking. Oh, that reminds cult. me like, of that shit. Yeah, too, it's that like, I had to deal with. Not everything's a fucking cult because we like something. So the other, the other thing I like to say is people inserting themselves into either the show or fucking conversations, hijacking our, so, hi- hijacking our social media. Don't Dude. do it. So uh, they're gonna name nameless or whatever, but. Somebody started saying something about our longtime awesome fucking listener, Nige. Oh, yeah, they were bashing him. That's not the word to be using. The guy hasn't heard the episode. He goes online, sees his name. He's like, right. You're bashing me? What the fuck is that? Right. Probably so then gives him some anxiety. I don't know how his personal feelings are. I don't know if the guy gets really anxious about shit. Could have been fucking ruined his day. Like, oh, shit. What are they fucking people saying about me? Stay out of there. Nobody fucking bashed him. We have our own relationship with him. And so we know what's cool. And he has his with us. And we have one with Joey Romanik. You guys jumping in the middle of that and fucking assuming things and throwing out comments and jokes when it doesn't involve you. Not only that, spoiling the episode. We love that people can't wait for the episode to drop and listen to it right away. Jumping on and commenting on it right away and saying something about, hey, you know, hey, Fred, congratulations on comment of the week. Fred's like, well, I haven't listened to the fucking episode yet, but that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Or, you know, or or, or a joke or a, or a pun or a fucking meme or something like, again, we love you guys. Like, if it wasn't for you, there'd be no show. But it, it the shit is it's getting out of control now. And I know you're all fucking probably rolling your eyes. And if that's the case, yeah, there's other there's other podcasts that fucking we've said that a million times. Yeah. We have opinions. Just, we have yeah. opinions and we're fucking voicing them. So just, you know, that whole fucking whole comment. Oh, and earlier in the week, another listener 
oh, yeah, well, Bruce Kulik already said that this is the most hateful group out there or something stupid to that effect. And then, of no, course, people and, and then, say that. And then people are like, what are you talking about? Bruce has been on Shout It Out Loudcast a bunch of times. We're friends. We've interviewed him, taken pictures with him, texted with him, email with him. I just fucking was like literally emailing with him that day. And I, and I have to read that. What if he sees that? What if he's seen like, oh, what if people, said, what? What, if, what if people who don't know the show see that? And they'd be like, oh, great. Like kiss members think this group sucks. Like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, like stay out of it. It's not your fucking business. You don't even know what you're fucking talking about. And don't misquote shit, bashing, or he thinks this group is hateful. What the fuck are you talking about, guys? Right. Right? And stay out of the fucking joke making. And not everything needs to be a fucking meme. Okay? A couple of people know how to do it. And it's funny once in a while. That's good. But not everything has to be a stupid fucking meme. And uh, I think what you said to us, Tom, was like, if you want to have a fucking Alice Cooper question-a-thon with Sonny, ask him on DM. Don't fucking pollute our shit with that. Oh, I, oh, I, I, I went on. I, well, that's the other thing I'm noticing, too, if we can continue the fucking rant here. Shout it out, Loudcasters, the Facebook group is obviously a KISS group. It's obviously a podcast group. And it's a group in reference with references to the show if people want to have a good time. It is not a place for people to be like, hey, I just picked up this new fucking Dangerous Toys album. Literally, no (laughs) one cares. And because me and Zeus make fun of Dangerous Toys doesn't mean we want to talk about Dangerous Toys on Loudcasters. Just pick. Be careful what you put out there. I can tell you, I already I can already I'm not I'm not going to say because I don't want to give anybody an idea, but I can already predict the meme that's going to come as a result of this rant. But that's okay. I'm we, not even that upset. I, to oh, no, me, I'm not upset either. I'm, dude, me, of, we're, we're never upset. I mean, we're ranting and raving because this is how me and you talk when we're in a good mood. So, so a lot of this stuff is, do we even have to bring this up? No. We can fucking just not even mention it. But we think you guys want to hear us bitch about this shit. I, to you, this, is content. This. this is content. I agree. Yes. Somebody's like, oh, someone's talking about the destroyer box set. Let me listen. What the fuck is up with these guys? They seem I haven't angry. listened for 20 minutes. These clowns haven't gotten to the disc yet. They haven't gotten to the instrumental. Ain't none of your business part yet. It's just, we'll, get, we'll get there. Guys, use your common sense. No, don't. They don't have any. <laughs> don't do don't they don't have any. Don't do that. <laughs> They think it's the REM fan. I'm a tough guy. Everything I listen to, everything I listen to has electric guitars and amps. I listen to death metal. I'm a tougher human being than you. You like some rock or pop or fucking any. Oh, you're not a man. Oh, I can't wait. I am on a mission to fucking ruin it. Fuck up. I'm on you a don't mission. Like REM, I, that is your problem, not mine. I'm on a mission to ruin everyone's life with my next ARC pick. <laughs> Good. <laughs> do you do like it. it? That's all that yes, fucking matters. Exactly. Yes. Go fuck yourselves, the ones who don't fucking like it. The, day, the, the days of me picking an album to entertain listeners is gone. No. Well, uh, you know, you're putting a, a song like an album that's not strong. Oh, oh it's, it's going to be tough. You don't like things that have balls. Ooh. Okay, I'll play fucking accept. That'll be my next pick. <laughs> Napalm bombs nuns' asses. No, that's like, Napalm what? Death. 
whatever the fuck they called like chop chop a priest cock off live i want to hear them that's a great it's not bad but their second album is better with their first drummer oh that's tough music oh (laughs) shut the fuck up seriously oh man you think i wasn't early again yeah did you think i wasn't gonna fucking hit back I'm a tough guy, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck up. All right, let's talk about the acoustic version of Beth. Fucking annoying fucks. Welcome, new listeners. (laughs) Bruce Kulik doesn't like this. Hope you choke on a bag of Bruce Kulik pancake mix. Don't do it. Hey guys, please don't I, choke. <laughs> hey guys, caveat enter, please don't be buying any hey guys, expired pancake mix. Hey guys, eat carefully. God almighty. <laughs> anyway, fuck you all that fucking annoyed us this week. <laughs> fuck you all. Anyway, Tom, last week we had some fun people on. From the podcast Busted Open. Yeah. David LaGreca and Bully Ray. Yes. And our poll revolved around one of the discussions we had. Uh, Bully Ray said, I think he was the one who pretty much initiated the discussion, was saying that Detroit Rock City is the best opener. Rock Roll Night's the best closer or the perfect openers and closers. So we asked everybody, do you agree or disagree with this? So the, the options were yes, they both are. No, they both aren't. DRC is the best opener or Rock and Roll Night is the best closer. Just that. 67% agree that Detroit Rock City and Rock and Roll All Night are the perfect openers and closers. 13% agree that just Detroit Rock City is the perfect opener. 11% think just Rock and Roll All Night is the best closer. And 9% say no. So they think there's a different, a better opener and a better closer. We got a couple of comments. I'm on the record of saying I think Deuce is a better opener. I loved the song Detroit Rock City, but I think Deuce is a better opener. Here's um, why I don't agree with you, Tom. And I'll yeah, say go real ahead. quick. Yeah. Because Detroit Rock City doesn't fit anywhere else. Whereas Deuce can be the second song or third. I agree. I'll give you That's that. That's the yeah. only reason. And yeah. I can see why Deuce would be the beginning. Yeah. But it it can't. Deuce can slide in somewhere else. I've, I agree. Detroit Rock Detroit, City doesn't De- fit. Detroit Rock, Detroit Rock City has so much energy. It, it is a, probably the perfect opener. I prefer Deuce, but um, a buddy, a buddy, Chris the Wallet from uh, Money Bag Sodas. By guys, by the way, check out Money Bag Sodas. Follow them on social media. Go on their website. Tons of new flavors. The prices have been reduced. Uh, we love those guys. We've had them on the show before. We talk to Chris all the time. And, of course, Chris is brilliant because he agrees with me that Deuce is should be the opening song. And also they have their new blood orange flavor, which is yes. fucking ours. Yes. Awesome. I love orange. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, and speaking of Nige, our buddy chimes in. He says, for the for the current set list, I think Deuce is a better o- opener overall. I Stole Your Love, like the Hot in the Shade tour, would be better. Um, our buddy yeah, Brad I, I don't know if I agree with that. About, about I Stole Your Love? No, yeah, what Nige said. Oh, we're bitching him. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I've always, lo- I've, uh, I think I Stole Your Love is electric as an opener. I know. El- electric. I know. Um, our buddy Brad Baird also agrees with Deuce. Glenn Barth says, I chose yes, but only for the end of the road tour. 
Otherwise, give me Deuce or I Stole You Love as the opener and Black Diamond as the closer. Having rock and roll all night not be the closer on the Revenge Tour was an excellent change of pace. Interesting. Vane Bandit, also known as Glamrock Bandit on Twitter. For me personally, Kiss has many good openers. Detroit Rock City, Creatures of the Night, Deuce. But the best closer is Rock and Roll All Night. I think the only other songs that could work are Shout It Out Loud and God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Okay, we'll see. Um, so tons of comments. I mean, right there, that's almost a freaking episode. But let's get some thoughts on the general episode of having those guys on. They were fucking fantastic. Uh, John Schaefer, I didn't know what to expect this week. I haven't followed wrestling much in years and wasn't familiar with your guests, but they were entertaining. He's right about Fox on the run, Tom. Oh, oh. God. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Gerald Rosenberg. I will tolerate the jokes about Ace and his covers but I will not stand for the besmirching of sweet and Fox on the rung. Bing bong, sir. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, let's see. Our buddy, Jim Riley hall of famer. Enjoy this one. I love that bully and David are big fans. Let's bring in Jericho and Eddie trunk and have a six man tag team match episode. Oh my God. Dude, we wouldn't get one fucking word in. If that take was a, a quote. I, I, I would take a nap. <laughs> Uh, regular Ron says my worlds are colliding. This is gonna be awesome. Yes, it certainly was awesome. We love David and bully. And again, thanks for coming on our show. And that's what I got for Twitter. All right. On the book of face, Jason Warden, while I don't really watch wrestling, like I used to, I do enjoy busted open from time to time. It's cool to hear a show that treats wrestling as legit with interviews and reporting something. I wish for back in the day, the AK eighties, when sports broadcasting didn't report on it. And we had to wait a week for the results. David and bully are great. And I knew they were huge kiss fans. Just another example of why shout it out. Loudcast is numero uno. Another great interview, which gives me hope for the future with kiss. Even after they've retired, nice. Paul Heider says, while I can't get this out of my head now, it's been brought up too much. Every time I hear Britney Smears. Oh, no. Don't just, you dare. Just squishing it around. Don't you dare. Oh, it's moist. God damn you people. You know, that's it. I'm going to do a separate. I'm going to do a separate Britney cast. Okay. That's it. That's it. Our buddy Scott Donaldson from the band Kisteria in Australia. Yes. Uh, great, yeah, great stuff, guys. Your show goes to a different level when you interview guests. The best interviews are the ones that sound like you guys are just hanging out chilling. As Zeus would say, just shooting the shit. Yep. I love these type of discussions. Really look forward to your next guest. I don't know either of these two fellas, but man, it was enjoyable. Congrats on killing it, boys. P.S. I knew who the rant was over last week as soon as I heard it. <laughs> Oh my God. That's awesome. Scott. Thanks buddy. And again, check him out, check him out online or whatever. Kisteri. He plays the, he plays out uh, of the Fox in that uh, kiss tribute band. Fucking fantastic. He crushes it on the drums and uh, Scott's yeah. been a long time fan. So check those guys out. Uh, right. Ryan, Michael, Philip Shouse, fucking. Ramaswamy. Cronin Dold. Ramaswamy. <laughs> Fucking Tim Scott, whatever the fuck, <laughs> Michael Scott. Uh, this was awesome. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Love the kiss and wrestling talk. Hope you have them on again. Zeus, 
as the wrestling fan, what's your wrestling Mount Rushmore? And then I told him Hulk Hogan, The Rock, John Cena, and Andre the Giant. How did you not have the Duke of Dorchester in your <laughs> friggin' Mount Rushmore? <laughs> the Brooklyn <laughs> Brawler? <laughs> Barry O? Uh, Tyler Keeley, new Patreon member? Yeah, Tyler. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Bruce, awesome episode. Thanks for the Patreon shout out. The wrestling connection for me is awesome. Kiss has always been my first partism, followed closely by <laughs> WWE. Having Bubba Ray and Dave was awesome. I'm a little younger than you guys. And here, guys, I grew up with like Y2J and Bubba loving the same heroes I had is so fucking cool. Keep kicking ass, my dudes. Thank nice. You, Thank you, Tyler. Tyler. Yes, over on Loudcaster's group page. Which we're going to shut down in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Our buddy Joey Romanik. This was a fun episode. It's amazing how many of us share the same pathway into being a KISS fan. Seeing the Alive 2 cover in Gatefold and here in Detroit Rock City. That shit hooked an entire generation of kids in the 70s. And like these guys said, here we are in the 50 years old, and KISS has been our part of our lives the whole time. Great show, guys. Thank you, America's second favorite realtor. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that fucking commercial of those mom or dad jeans? And the guy stretching them. Look yeah. like Joey Romanek that's, that's, fucking. Yeah, stay tuned for the Joey Romanek action figure. <laughs> comes fully comes fully equipped with a pre-approval loan application and everything. It's fantastic. <laughs> it comes with flood insurance certificates. Comes with <laughs> <laughs> survey plot plans as well oh jesus <laughs> oh, uh, kyle God. schneider says david has the right idea like alice give diehards two songs to blow their minds with forget the casual fans for those two songs the diehards are the reason the kiss lasts as long as they have throw us a friggin bone good luck brother I yeah, wish exactly yep Scott Sunders, I'll be honest, guys. I did not know what to expect from four huge personalities on one show. Well, shame on me for doubting you because this was another fantastic episode. The conversation felt natural from all sides and the topics were discussed respectfully, thoughtfully, and very clearly from the perspective of four huge fans of KISS. I particularly loved hearing Bully's personal story about Gene. This is why we love the demon. I can listen to you guys chat with these two every week great stuff as always tom and zeus awesome thank you appreciate that the one Very and old cool. tally Fockler, yeah put up the thing and said in case anyone missed it this is what the rant was about <laughs> yep that was it you're absolutely right tally oh and then fantastic she writes awesome episode thanks for the shout out guys I did a photo shoot for Gene's family jewels, and he was nothing but gracious and kind. Wish I had the picture of the poster still, but I can't find it. Does anyone remember the advertising with all kinds of girls, i.e. rollerblading girl, hot girl, librarian? I was the librarian girl. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, please share it with me. Would love to reminisce. The whole Loudcaster world and family would love to see it, Tally. So try to find it or anybody else has it. Let us know. I think I spent six hours of my workday Googling <laughs> Gene Simmons family jewels librarian. <laughs> oh, man. 
our friend Joe Decker says he know. I know the shop right Dave LaGreco was talking about where Ace shops. A friend of mine is friends with Laura. God bless him. And I was told Ace shops say, hey, pick me up some asparagus and cashews. Uh, it's about 15 miles from where I live. I'm a little embarrassed to admit I've gone out of my way to shop there hoping to see the spaceman. <laughs> hey, Joe, how's it going? Just picking up some cereal for the kids. Big fans of the cookie crisp. Around this time of year, we get those monster cereals. I can't get enough of that booberry. Yeah. And Ace, always the, the, the kind fan favorite. Hey, uh, Ace, David was saying, like, hey, they play the song every time you come in there. Ah, what? <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, just check in, tune into that video that we share where he plays the same song twice <laughs> in a fucking set list. <laughs> this Anybody one rock, you ready for a rocket ride? Fucking. Poor Ryan and Jeremy are like, what the fuck? And I love how somebody, whoever put that video up, put comments and like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? It's just, oh, God almighty. Oh, yeah. And this is, that was the night, I believe, before the national show, Tom. I, I, yeah, I think you might be right. Holy fuck. Yeah. Anyways, over on Instagram, Junior Vintage, a.k.a. Mr. Antonio 2005, Bully Ray building a storyline of a wrestling match similar to a Kiss live show. Love it. Book it for next year, WrestleMania, Fatal fatal 4-Way Tag Match, Ace and Peter versus Gene and Paul versus (laughs) Tommy and Eric versus Vinny and Bruce. Who wins? Dude. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. I've been working on the I've been working on this new move. It's called a flapjack. Come down hard on you. I'm gonna put Paul in the figure four leg lock. He's gonna tap out. So we just created a whole other thing now. Fuck. Over on YouTube. Chris Flood 9205. Too short, too short. You were just getting started and it was over. Could have listened for four hours. Who are your imitators going to get Spike Dudley in the Shockmaster? I don't know who that is, but it sounds funny. Oh, God. Uh, Solar Garlic adds, amazing. The two of my favorite things come together. Worlds are colliding. Could have listened to you for four hours. Kiss and wrestling, perfect together. Tom, I'm, I'm sending it over to you. All right, let's finish up with some uh, emails here, and we will start off. We'll start off with our with our buddy Mike Grimes from Grimes, uh, down in Nashville, uh, sending us a um, a video from the guys' the rock and roll residency return. They were incredible. Uh, our boys slayed, and uh, we love Grimes. Wish wish we could get a chance sometime soon to go back down to Nashville and see those guys. Brad Baird sent us something so. This has been going on on the official Kiss YouTube page, and people are kind of wigging out over it. That all, all this weird video bootleg shit. Somebody's like, "Did did fucking Sam Loomis hack into the uh, the the official Kiss YouTube page?" And that that old documentary that I don't even think I've seen the entire thing. It's called Kiss Loves You. We'll definitely talk about that. That'll certainly be a future episode. Yeah, we got another one from Daniel Luna. Same thing. Uh, he, 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 he posted us, uh, sent us an email too about that kiss loves you documentary. So we'll, we'll get onto that. Uh, we received a heartfelt email from our longtime friend of the show, Angelo Capasso. Uh, he shared some 
personal business with us. Uh, he's having a really tough time with some family-related issues. And Angelo, we love you, buddy, and we hope you're doing well. And we hope that the show gives you something to laugh and smile about. And uh, you know, stay stay strong, my buddy. Um, we love you. And uh, again, thoughts and prayers to you and the family. And hope you guys are doing well. I remember Angelo really right from the beginning. Right from the get-go. Absolutely. He was always there from the start until now. Angelo, we love you, man. We hope you get some kick out of it. Maybe I'll yep. do some extra ace impressions and make you laugh today or something. But I'll try to think of something else before the end of the episode and make you laugh. Uh, yeah. But God bless you, brother. God yep. bless you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then since I'm cheering you up, uh, you want to cheer me up and maybe... Give me a couple bucks. I got to hit the, I got to hit the highway. There's a couple expensive tolls on the way. <laughs> All right. Let's finish up feedback with an email from Tennessee Duke. Last few episodes have been fire. Hey guys, I've been meaning to email you. I first got turned on to your show back in March when Jericho retweeted your bracket challenge. I went back and devoured your entire catalog in a few months. My story is similar to so many other listener emails that I've heard you read. I was born in 74 and had a brother who was six years older. He got into Kiss at age six, and I loved everything he did. So I never remember not loving Kiss. I became a diehard fan at a very early age, dipped out, then was full on back in for the mid-80s through 90s, dipped out after revenge, but I always kept up with him and waved the flag. Anyway, your podcast has helped reignite the passion. I've learned so much I never knew about the band and remembered so much that I had forgotten. I've reacquired the entire Kiss catalog on CD, Zeus. Me and a few buddies are going to go to the Nashville concert on Monday, October 23rd, and I'm pumped. We've never seen them in makeup. Our last show was the 92 Revenge Tour. I'll be sure to send y'all a review. Last few episodes have been great. You continue to raise the bar. I loved hearing Bully Ray's Kiss stories as I've been a fan of him since the ECW days. In the interview with D a few weeks ago was one of your best. I always enjoy Jericho, of course, and look forward to another Y2J appearance soon. Thanks for all the hours of laughs, info, and entertainment. Thanks for the ace impersonations. Thanks, brother. Thanks for the show and the community you've created. It's a fun place to be. Shout it out loudcast is like a broken drum or a sore pecker. You just can't beat it. Best regards, Tennessee Duke. Tennessee Duke, those emails are the fucking things that keep us coming back and doing the show every week, man. We love you. Thank you for that awesome story, that awesome email. Love you, buddy. And for that, you are the comment of the week, my friend. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. All right, Tom, what we do next is we give special thanks to our Patreon family. Patreon is at its highest point. Uh, we are so blessed to have their support. And what does it mean to support us through Patreon? It means that you can join one of the four tiers that we have. Obviously, they're based upon the characters of the band, Catman, Spaceman, Starchild, and Demon. And find a tier that fits your needs. Uh, there are different monetary uh, uh, amounts. You support the show that way, and then you get perks from us. Amongst them, uh, we have our deeming uh, chat group coming up soon, a video chat that we're going to do. We The ARC pick, believe it or not, is almost here again. Patreon selects that pick. That comes up for November. So if you join before then, you're part of the selection process. 
Uh, so you have that, you have polls, you have other input, you get merch from us, uh, all a bunch of stuff. And that's for supporting the show. So what's the best way to help us grow, help the show continue is by joining our Patreon family. Uh, Patreon is uh, a blessing for us. We love the family. We love the group. We love the discussions and we have a lot of stuff coming and a few new things coming your way, especially now as ending towards uh, the end of the year. Please come in and join Patreon. You can find it from our website right on the landing page. We have a link. It says Patreon. Go to that or you go to Patreon, the the app, Patreon, the website, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You search for creators, shout it out loudcast. You find us, look at the tiers, join something that fits your needs and help the show. We really appreciate it. Come become the newest member of the Patreon family. Thank you to our current Patreon members. And uh, we really appreciate it. Yep. You guys rock. Couldn't say it any better than Zeus just said it there. We love you guys. Please check us out. If you're interested, go to our website, click on the link and become part of the family. Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. What's going on? Uh, nothing. Uh, they're just getting ready for Australia. I noticed something. This is something that I, I, I mean, I don't study the website often, but I'm noticing that now on their upcoming dates, it has the date. And then it counts down how many days until. So, for example, there's there is um, 65 days until the final show. So it has the calendar of the show. So it says like December 2nd, 65 days till New York, December 1st, 64 days. I don't remember seeing that. So maybe it's been there all along and I'm just noticing it now, but I just noticed that today. Um, so they're a week away from playing in Sydney, Australia. And other than that, it's kind of quiet. You know, they're making the rounds, doing some interviews. I saw some things with them arriving in Australia. Um, we've had, we had some friends from down under sharing some things with us about that. But, uh, other than that, nothing, nothing really specific. So Peter Chris has got, uh, an event coming up in New Jersey, the Horicon there, Saturday, October 21st, 2023 for that day only. Uh, you can find that on Peter Chris's website, the information about that. Go to PeterChris.net, and you can find out info on that. Um, Bruce is getting ready for the cancer, uh, Kiss Cancer Goodbye concert, which is coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll be performing with a lot of other of our friends, and he who should not be named will be playing with him. I guess they're playing Lick It Up. They're also playing Kiss Alive 3. Go yep. and support them. It's a great cause, and it's a great event coming up. You can go and support them. Uh, other than that, Tom, I, I, I believe we're... we're uh, Kiss is just uh, getting ready for the end of the road finale. Which and, is sooner uh, than you believe. Yeah. And all we can say about that is we heard from some source. Oh, yeah. Not going to give it away, but. No. I don't know if they knew what the, what the set looked like at the beginning of the end of the road, but they told me they saw it. And it looks incredible. So I guess there'll be some changes made and some shit's coming down. So. Keep an eye out for that, and uh, hopefully it's even better. God knows they won't touch the set list, so who knows? No. Maybe we'll, they'll throw us a bone for something. But uh, anyways, Tom, that's it for now. Hey, Tom, give me a minute. I'm going to call my buddy Pepe Castro to help me out with the last couple of tunes for my new solo album coming up. I got a great one coming out. It's called I Just Shit My Pants. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, we're back. Uh, I'm trying to get Ace to understand that Dick Wagner was part of the Destroyer session. What the what the fuck you talking about? I played everything on that album. Who's it? Who's Dick? I just talked to Dick Wagner yesterday. Uh, Dick passed away. That's what I was saying. I yeah. just I just talked to Tommy Thayer yesterday. Anyway, Tom, uh, we're breaking down disc three of the 45th anniversary Super Deluxe Fun Time edition uh, of <laughs> Destroyer. When this came out, we all fucking blew our load because it's the first of its kind, these box sets. Uh, we've already talked about the set itself. We talked about disc two. We weren't, we haven't done disc one, which is basically the album. We haven't done yep. the album review yep. yet. Uh, D- disc two had those Paul Stanley demos, the Gene demos and stuff. And now we're on to disc three, which is called outtakes, alternate versions, mixes and singles. Yeah. And we got to be careful here because we haven't reviewed destroyer yet. So w- when we talk about these, these, you know, alternate mixes, early versions, whatever, we will get to the destroyer re- album review proper, but right now we're going to kind of talk about some differences and if this disc is worth it. I mean, Zeus and I are of the mindset. We say all the time, I'd give me everything and then I'll decide what I like and what I don't like. Exactly. Yep. Um, and I can't wait. We'll have uh, the great James Campion, author of Shout It Out Loud, the yes. book. He'll yes. be on. He's been dying to come on again and talk about this. Yep. We'll get him back on after we do Destroy and we'll get break down this album. We'll, we'll have plenty of Destroy talk coming up. But first, we're going to get into disc three of the box set. Um, and this is the Destroyer box set. Now, if you don't have it, you should. because oh, uh, Absolutely, you should. And, and the price for it is, is pretty solid. But disc three is one of the discs. It, it's in a uh, the same uh, disc cover as disc two is. Yeah, it's like a like gatefold. The- 
Yeah, yep. like just got the little blackboard with some songs written on it. You open it up inside and it has different uh the songs listed in there typed out and everything. Yep. So it's part of the whole package here. And it's basically everything that we've already had of Destroyer, but different versions of it, with the exception of one song. We'll get right. to that song. Right. So one thing that Zeus and I were talking about because I stream and he doesn't was Spotify is weird. So the mobile version of Spotify doesn't give as much details as like the desktop version of Spotify. So the desktop version of Spotify breaks down the box and into discs. When you have it on my iPhone, it's just, it's every track. So it's kind of see where the delineation is between discs one, two, and three. But I'm looking at disc three on Spotify and I'm seeing 24 tracks with 23 being the car starting intro and 24 being the car crash. And like Zeus, I'm, I have the box set myself. I'm like the, the disc. The disc says is there's 22. Well, apparently yeah. Kiss likes to have hidden tracks because they are on there. They're just not labeled on the box set. Or the CD itself. Exactly. When you open that gatefold, it only goes up to 22, but it is 24 tracks. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So let's start this thing off. The first track, Beth Acoustic. No, I'm not playing all these fucking tracks. Oh, God, no. Playing clips. So the first motherfucker that sent her, oh, you didn't play the clip. Could have been a good episode if you worked a little harder. <laughs> Go fuck themselves. <laughs> Anyways, Beth Acoustic. Tom, you want to say anything about that? Uh, it's Dick Wagner. Play- I thought that guy was dead. Well, yeah, not back in 75, 76 he wasn't. So it's Dick Wagner playing the, the acoustic. I love this. I fucking love this. I think the song is beautiful. Except for instead of the string section that you get in the version that we all know on Destroyer, instead of like the actual orchestra section, you get a a keyboard, a a synth version of a string section, which to me sounds like the Michael Myers music from Halloween 1978. (laughs) It sounds like the Halloween John Carpenter music. So that kind of ruins it. But I think I think this version is absolutely beautiful. I love it. Uh, not a fan, Tom. Uh, okay. I, I just think it's Beth with somebody just overdoing an acoustic guitar in the beginning of it. Okay. I don't think it fits the music. I think it distracts from the song. It doesn't add to it. This isn't the version that people remember from Phantom of the Park. No, 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 no. So I just want to put make people know that is just acoustic guitar. This is the piano music, and it just seems like they just... On top of it, put an acoustic performance on it. Yeah. Yeah. And the keyboards ruin it because it's not, instead of the orchestra, it's a synth orchestra and it sounds wacky. But this is what this makes this box set so incredible. Yep. You love it. I'm like, I don't like this at all, but I'm glad it's there for somebody else to enjoy it. Yep. Yep. All right. So now we're going to get into some single mixes. So shout it out loud, the single mix. I, I just did the timing, Tom. I just yep. checked it in as about 10 seconds shorter. That's it. Fades I don't have out. the fucking ear for it. I, I don't know. No. People, the, other might be, oh, you're missing the part here. Then fucking, they hit the, the G chord instead of the fucking C. Like, yeah. I, the, the, I mean, there there are certain things on these songs I can definitely pick up in the difference. For this, the only thing I notice is it just fades out a little sooner. Okay. Number three, Flaming Youth, single mix, 20 seconds shorter. And I think it's mostly the ending gets cut shorter. So the one thing about this disc, be prepared to hear the same three or four songs 90 times. 
Because if you don't like Flaming Youth, shout or shout it out loud, you're gonna hate this disc. Yeah, there's like five or six songs, but this 20, 30 tracks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Next is the DRC mix, Detroit Rock City. It's about two minutes and fifteen seconds shorter. There's no car intro. The first mini solo was cut short. The solo was cut short. The ending with the car sequence is out of order, and then uh, there's a quick fade at the end. Dude, it's this, very weird. This is a fucking mess. This is this is a mess. It is jarring to listen to this because, in my opinion, the edits, the cuts, are like a kid like using some like 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 prehistoric software on his computer and trying to like edit a song. The cuts are so jarring, and when you when you, we're so used to the full length version of this song that, like you said, there's no car there's no car intro, but then the intro itself gets cut. The outro gets cut. They throw the crash in the middle. The the beginning of the solo gets cut. It fades out instead of that crashing outro. It, it's it is a this is a terrible, terrible mix, and it's cut terribly too. This is a this is really bad. Yeah, the thing that I would uh, compare it to would be like the first few episodes of Shout It Out Loudcast, where I'm trying, <laughs> and I'm learning Audacity, and I'm like, oh, how do I cut this out? And your Tom is like, yeah, then I saw Kiss was great at that night. <laughs> like, someone making an awkward cut there. That's what it is. It's terrible. It's, just, it's, it's just, not mixed well. No, it's just, it's like an amateur hours uh, form of editing. Yeah. It's just piss poor. Yeah. It's just, that's not the Detroit. I like their other version of Detroit Rock City where people just take out the car beginning and end and yeah. shorten that part out. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take that, but yeah. not this. This is this, weird. The yeah. solos need to be there. If they're not there, uh, it, it's not the same song. That's yeah. how I feel. I agree. Um, next is Shout It Out Loud mono single. And I'm just like, it's the same song. It just doesn't sound as crisp. That's it, because it's mono. Yep. The next few are all this all fit into this category. Yeah, same thing. Flaming Youth, mono single, see above. Yep. DRC, mono single, see above. Yep. Eight, Beth, mono. It doesn't say single, but it just says mono, so I assume it's the same version, but mono. Regular Beth, see above. And this is the thing. Again, I know we are, we're kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here, because I said, give me everything, and I'll decide what I don't like. But to me, this is... <sighs> This is the definition of like of filler, like dude, mono. Ver- I mean, come on, dude. I mean, I we. I mean, I know the difference between stereo and mono, but come on, Tom. You're not an Elvis fan. When CDs are the biggest thing, and I'm buying CDs, going to Tower Records and Common yeah. Street, Common uh, Commonwealth Ave, that yeah. big Tower Records, and I'm just picking up all these new things that get put on CD for Elvis. Elvis, I beg of you. Take 42. Elvis, I beg of you, take and the fucking dude. cover will be like 14 unreleased tracks. The fucking dude, you should you should see what Metallica does with their box sets. Oh my god, dude. Some of those box sets literally have 10 discs. And one of the discs will be James Riff tape and it'll be 47 intro riffs of Ride the Lightning. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I'm on. Yeah, but that's the way. Well, Elvis is dead, so that's the excuse. And right. CDs were the new big thing, so everyone's had to grab everything. Right. And I was all going, all buying. Oh, this CD says it has twelve new unreleased tracks. That's why when I when I listen to, I can't listen to Metallica on shuffle on Spotify. 
because 80% of their playlist is like riff demo shit from the box sets. That's the same thing when I put my Elvis shit on. Young and Beautiful, Mono, Single Remix, Take 14. What? Wait until we get to the Creatures of the Night box set discs. There's a lot of that on that, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyways, let's go to the next track. Uh, And that is King of the Nighttime World Instrumental Rehearsal. There's talking going on in the beginning, and it sounds like Paul saying, let's try it again. Sounds like the beginning of Won't Get Fooled Again. That's what the fucking, that sounds like the guitar's doing in the beginning. Yep. And uh, and I don't know about you, but I put this down as a theme for me. When I hear in these instrumentals, it was Kiss Karaoke for me in the car. Oh, absolutely. Trying to sing oh, along we'll, we'll get, to it. We'll get into that. Yeah. Now, well, let's get into it now. Yeah. Because there's a yeah. lot of instrumentals on this disc. Yeah, it was interesting to hear the music alone. The solo is not quite there yet on this one, on the rehearsal thing. And the ending, you could tell they were just fucking around trying to figure it out. They didn't get it yet yeah. for King of the Nighttime World. So what did you think of that track? Yeah, I absolutely love this only for the reason of in my mind's eye, because we've been a fan of this band for our entire lives. Because it's so raw and so unpolished and it hasn't been produced it's just the raw cut. I'm just, I'm picturing the band. Like in my mind, it's like they're in in a black and white, like stu- Like it's just, it. I, I don't, I love this. I mean, is it something I'm going to go back and like put on a kiss mix? No, but this is one of those things that other people be like, this is stupid, but I love that it's here. But you know, the interesting thing though, is King of the Nighttime World is a cover. They don't right. now they it's completely different than yeah, what yeah, the fuck yeah. was out there. Yep. But, so they kind of had a blueprint, but I think they were trying to figure out a way how to, do it their own way and not the, that older other version so yep. they were still kind of fucking around with it and you could tell they were figuring it out on that track number nine do you love me is number 10 the mono instrumental definitely did karaoke to this in the car and one of the makes greatest me, karaoke versions ever yeah it makes me like this song more when yep. i just heard the music without the vocals and yep. i'm trying to sing along with it and yep. do the whole thing with paul's doing yep love it fucking fantastic 11 god of thunder early instrumental i said see above i try to sing along to this too daughter of aphrodite i i, lo- I love the un like i said kind of like the unproduced unpolished unedited version without all the effects just it's just the raw the rawness of the four of them you know i i, I think it's fucking killer which also makes me think I go back to our his producer's discussion. Yes. How much of an impact Bob Ezrin had on these songs. Well, that's the, you bring that up. So I'm listening to this. And when I was listening to King of the Nighttime, where I'm like, imagine taking that sound and turning it into what it became. Yeah. Fucking, it's like magic. And knowing how to do that. Remember, yeah. if you go back and take Ezrin out of it. Yeah. His music, album one, two, and three, there's not really much growth it's the same sound right the songs are all basically the same yep killer music killer songs there's not much growth here you put on destroyer you can tell that's a fucking completely different type of music they're doing yep and that's all ezrin now you may not like that you may like it it depends i love it i love it and then number 12 is ain't none of your business the instrumental okay so this was the big thing. When I remember I got this and people were talking about, oh, Peter's version of Ain't None of Your Business. And I was like, fuck. When I heard this, I was like, he doesn't even sing. Why do they say Peter's version? 
I didn't get, I, I was too fucking eager. I didn't get to the version where he sings. So I heard this part and I'm like, oh, wow, this is fucking heavy. Whatever this is, is like foreboding. It's almost like God of Thunder part two. Dun, 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 dun. I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty interesting. And, uh, and, I, and there's always, and for the rest of these, you, he saw, I love hearing the count offs that they do before. Love that. Start. Absolutely love that. Um, I'll save my comments on this one when we get to the song with the lyrics. Okay. Number 13, DRC instrumental. There's some talking going on in the beginning. And then Paul, I think it's the one that counts off and it's karaoke all over again. I tried it and, uh, fucking awesome. I love it. I love this kind of stuff. I wish we got this for every fucking album. I love it. 14, King of the Nighttime World, alternative mix. Paul's counting off, not as crisp. That's all I put. At the 3.30 mark, Paul says, King of the Jews. Did you catch that? What? I missed that. What? It's at the end. I'm the king. He says, I'm the king of the Jews. Is that what he said? I heard something. And my mind probably didn't allow me to think that. Okay, we just pause for a second for me to play. He just, I don't know, it just goes, it's as it's fading, I was like, King of Jews. <laughs> what the hell, dude? It's Jesus wow. of Nazareth. I was just, all he was missing was him to say, go to him. Go to him. Oh, my God. The other thing I noticed about this was during the, cor- during the chorus, the vocals are, like, way more layered than they are, like, on the version. Okay, that, I didn't pick up know. on that. I picked okay. up that a little bit, yeah. Wow. Number 15. Great expectations, early version. Anyways, the the lyrics are a little bit different in the beginning, but what's awesome on this one, and I think it's better, Gene refers to each band member doing something to her. So it's, you know, Ace's fingers, Peter's hands, Pete's hands, excuse me, Paul's uh, singing voice or whatever, and, uh, and him too. And it's she wishes that they were doing it to her. I don't know if someone said, ah, this girl sounds like a real slut, Gene. You might want to cut back and make a dream only about you. But I found that better. I like the lyrics like that. I thought it was, I thought it was funny and interesting, but I thought it was wicked cheesy. There's no way the song could have been released out with that. I thought it was wicked hokey. You, you watch Paul playing guitar. You watch Pete playing the drum. I was like, eh, it sounds like the monkeys. It sounds like something like a monkey song. Uh, I, I thought it was hokey. I, I thought it was funny and interesting to hear, but I'm like, this. I get why they didn't do, go with that. Paul's mouth, Ace's fingers, Pete's hand. And then Gene yeah. scats like the last version. He doesn't have it. Then he goes. That's the phone, goddammit. That's not me. (laughs) Number 16, Flaming Youth, count off. And then everything changes the same thing like this. Paul now, instead of a singular, goes to a plural. Instead of uh, my and I'm, it's our and we're instead of those two. And there's a little bit of a weird part after the solo, I noticed too. Yep, I picked up on the same thing. I I was I listened to both back and forth. I'm like, I know it's just one word, but do I like the concept of our better than my? I feel like our I feel like our was a little bit hokey. It's like, like empowering. Like, yeah, we're but I, gone. We're not gonna take yeah, it. Not, exactly. I'm not gonna exactly. take it. Thank you. Great analogy. I, I was like, eh. yeah. 
All right. 17. Do you love me early version? Oh, here we go. Count off. Oh. Then Paul uses this weird English accent. Private planes. Fancy clothes. I and- almost drove <laughs> off the road when he goes, fancy clothes. I'm like, what the f- fuck is happening there that was so weird his his vocal stylings is so off-putting on this and i don't know if it was like if he was like if it was a like a goof because it was like an outtake or if this was like how the song was going to be done and bob ez was like dude we can't have this you gotta put some balls behind this song yeah like what's with the english accent yeah um yeah, and there's no fills like Paul fills on the outro on this one too as well. And, and there's also the pot where he says your backstage pass and bat- yeah. black sunglasses that's removed. That whole vocal yep. section's removed from it. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, 18. Shout it out loud. Alternative alternate mix. I said that sounds like Ace saying righteous brothers and then counting off. I said the same thing. I'm like is that Ace counting the intro? That's back when I knew my numbers. <laughs> Five, eleven, teen, and twelve. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, then he counts off the solo, and on the sounds, it sounds a little bit different here. But other than that, really not much, right? Yeah. The only thing I noticed, I felt like the piano was a little bit more prominent throughout the entire song, as opposed to like sections of the song. But yeah. not, nothing, nothing really, really crazy. Number nineteen. Here we go. Ain't none of your business. Somebody is counting off in a German accent, and it sounds like Ace. Well, yeah, we know how he feels about that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm listening to the song. I'm like, this, yeah, Peter, it's heavy for him. But I'll be honest, Tom, there's not a lot of flow to this song. The chorus isn't very good. And the breakdown at two-minute mark with just drums and Peter singing, eh. the instrumental ending at the end just goes on and on. It's it's a heavy, it's a, it's a uh, forgotten track for a reason. And it's written by good friend, Michael DeBar. Exactly. exactly. Sorry, Michael. <clears throat> okay. So I'll be a little bit nicer here. So the story behind this song is that they said it didn't fit the album. So it didn't make the album, which I think is bullshit only because I actually, I, I agree that it doesn't fit the album. But you say this doesn't fit the album, but Great Expectations does. So again, we're not we're not doing an album review, so I don't want to get into that. But I, but I understand that it might not fit because it is very very aggressive. God of Thunder is pretty much the only like aggressive song on the album. But I think if this song was tweaked a little bit with Bob Ezrin's magic, this could have been an absolutely killer fucking song on Peter's solo album. Either either his seventy eight solo. Or that abomination called out of control. This he could have done something with this song, and I can't believe it really never became anything with Peter's vocals because I think he sounds awesome on it. He, um, yeah, his vocals good. The song's just not very catchy. I agree, but that's like, what I'm saying. The you tweak chorus it, isn't either, right? You tweak it a little bit, but I think there's something there. There's the there's the bones of a song there. So it's like strange ways. A little it, reminds me of that. Yep, I could see that. Yeah, but yeah. not as good. But I just thought I, I just thought it was exciting to hear a Peter song that we've never heard before. I thought that was cool. Exactly. I I, I was I'm glad it's there. I'm glad yeah. I got to hear it. But yeah, I don't think it fit destroy. No, Peter. it doesn't. No, you're right. All right, number twenty. Beth take six instrumental. 
Um, I just put the count off is weird. Don't know who that is. It's a different voice. I don't think it's anybody from the band. And it just sounds like Beth instrumental afterwards, just a little bit higher. Yeah, I just said it just has a huge echo reverb sound to it. It sounds like it's recording like a concert hall. Um, it sounds a little bit like more orchestral or something. Like not, I, I don't know. It's it is what it is. Pitch just seems a little high. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So now you get to twenty one. Beth instrumental. I, I'm like, I really. It's. I guess it's softer. I put, but I really can't tell that much of the difference. I don't have the ears to. to I don't have the musical input talent to be able to detect the big difference. There. I don't. I don't think there is a difference. I think this is the album version without the vocals. I think it, that's all it is. I don't think there's anything special other than Peter's vocals removed. Yeah, no, I'm just saying between that and yeah. take six. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Yeah. 22. Do you love me? Alternate mix. Again, I just put not as crisp. And Gene at the end of the song does a quick little yodeling for whatever for like a second yeah. at the end. Yeah, that and the other, the only other thing I noticed was in the chorus. There's there's way more gang vocal. There's more of like a gang vocal in in the chorus as opposed to the version that we all know. That that was kind of like the only thing that I noticed, which which was kind of off putting because this is a song that I've been listening to for forever. You know, I'm not going to get into how, whether I like it or love it, but that's kind of the only thing I noticed. Twenty three and twenty four. Basically, it's the intro and exit outro for uh, uh, Detroit Rock City. So 23 is car intro to it. 24 is the car crash at the end of Detroit Rock City. Yeah, which I think is cool just to have as an extra if you ever wanted to use it. For If we ever wanted to use a car crash sound in the show or something, you have like a friggin' nice little clip there. But I thought it was fun. Thank you. That'll be $4.28. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, all right. So all in all, Tom, disc three, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's weird how they put this together. Cause it's like, what's going to go on here? What's not going to go on here? I, I, I would have the instrumental stuff. I, I don't mind the mono shit is like, all right, come on. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I mean, I know there's some audio files out there. You yeah, know, they love oh, that you, you put it up, put it on your system and you adjust the equalizer. Beth sounds amazing. Okay, great. Uh, maybe it does. But for me, I prefer stuff like. You know, the early version of Do You Love Me, the, uh, you know, the, that, the live rehearsal of King of the Nighttime World, Ain't None of Your Business, some of the instrumentals, some of the early versions, the raw versions, stuff like that. I, I like that. Even the Detroit Rock City single edit, that's a fucking mess. I like it because mm-hmm. it's interesting. It, 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 there's something to it, but the mono mixes are just, I'm like, okay, you could, you know, there could be something more on there, but I noticed there was nothing. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the only song not represented on this entire thing is Sweet Pain. Yeah, which obviously has is very different. Yeah. Because you have the actual solo on and off. Yep. Of of Dick Wagner, correct? Right. And then the yep. Ace solo. Well, and right, and I I believe when they did Destroyer Resurrected, when that that that's, that's ha- on that, there. That had it. Yeah. Yeah. But but if you're gonna do duplicates, why is Mad Dog on here? Right? From disc right. two. Right. Don't you hesitate from disc two. Yep. Like there's stuff here that were on the other versions or the box set previously. So you might as well have thrown that off. I agree. I think that, I think, I mean, I think they could have thrown, I mean, this is destroyer. This is the album that made kiss kiss. They, uh, you know, like I said earlier, bash and Metallica, but some of their box sets have eight, nine, 10 CDs and like literally 10 CDs of, of live stuff of cuts edits, demos, just fucking give us everything. This is destroyer. Yeah, and if you're going to put 
take six instrumental Beth. Right. You should have the two versions of basically of sweet pain. That's what I, I agree. think. I agree. Yeah. But that being said, it's 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 nice to have it. You know, me me and you, we wave the flag. Give give us everything, and then we'll decide what we like. So I, I'm I'm glad it's here. I like it. So we're not going to rank this. You know, we've done that on uh, the box set disc. Like, oh, these are the original. We'll rank uh, song one through four, or what's your favorite tracks? Can't really do that with this, and we won't do that for any other future box sets like Creatures of the Night and stuff. When it gets to this stuff, I mean, if there was another original track, we would do it. But we only have Ain't None of Your Business. Right. Exactly. So we'll yep. probably put Ain't None of Your Business in with the rest of the tracks that we've ranked Kiss songs. But mm-hmm. we can't do that here. It's the only really original song. We're not ranking fucking Beth Instrumental versus uh, Alternate Mix, King of the Nighttime World. You know, whatever. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, overall, Tom, I would say I-, I enjoy this. I don't enjoy it as much as Disc 2. This two is better, in my opinion. I'd rather have this two, but this is interesting. You give me a box set, give me some more, uh, some more stuff. I'll take it. Oh, I I agree. And I just to go back quickly to disc two. I said this at the time of review that to me that's a that's that's like an un like unofficial Kiss album. I love that disc it's two better than some Kiss albums. In it's my fucking opinion. awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So that's disc three from the box set. We will do disc four, which is the live album on this. We're not going to do the Blu-ray part. And at some point, probably sooner than later, we will review Destroyer. Absolutely. Yep. Tom, what we do next is we go to question of the week. You got something? Yep. We got one via email from Daniel Davis. Let's pretend for a minute that Kiss cares about us, the fans, and puts you two and the Kiss Tards in charge of making a two-hour documentary on the band. They will veto nothing. So since you don't have to put the same old shit that's in every other release, what info would you want to see in your Kiss documentary? Dude, that that's a whole episode. <laughs> I think we did an episode of top five things we want to put in the Kiss documentary. Well, again, we got new listeners. Maybe we can chip away at this question here, and then we can come back and do an episode what, on it. What one thing that I've said in the past is that I would want to see the uh, the ending uh, of uh, the video where they did that shitty song uh, "Shandy" and Peter in the in the dressing room, and what happened between him and Gene, and the sadness and all that stuff in the ending of an era. I'd like yep. to see that be part of the documentary. Yep. The one thing for me, I say it all the time. It is a huge piece of nostalgia for me, and that's Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. I want to see outtakes behind the scenes, bloopers, like you know, like when you when you get a Blu-ray version of like The Godfather, and there's all this like unseen footage, deleted scenes, interviews. I, I want that. I about, want more of that from Kiss about, Meets the Phantom. How about a version of Kiss Meets the Phantom with Peter's lyric, Peter's voice is not edited out? Yeah, that right. But I would love to see how disjointed the band was at that time during the filming i'd love to see that so daniel great question thanks buddy appreciate it very much uh you know maybe we will turn that into an episode as zeus hinted earlier we kind of touched on it uh for part of an episode but again thank you very much great question uh lots of stuff that we could have been uh talking about with that one yeah tom where can people find us 
Yeah, so our website is the best place to go, shoutoutloudcast.com. And like Daniel did with his question of the week, please send us questions. We read one every episode, and we do have an upcoming mailbag episode. We do those every year, usually around the fall, so that's we're in the fall right now. So please do that. You can go to shoutoutloudcast.com, check out all of our episodes, album review crew, Dorm Damage, Zeppelin Chronicles, uh, shop our merch, click on our Amazon shopping, check out our Patreon, all of our social media links, and you can send us messages directly through the website. We get them in the form of an email. So please do that. And if you'd like to be question of the week, you can also use our regular email. And even if you don't want to be question of the week, please use our email. We read every single one of them. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Zeus and I read every email, even if we don't read it on the show. So please use that. And of course, our social media, X, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, MySpace. Fucking LimeWire, Napster, we're on all of them. Uh, <laughs> and of course, we're always proud to say that we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Yeah, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us one of those five star child reviews. Tom, I thought we got one recently on, uh, I believe, Facebook, right? We certainly did. And this comes from a Facebook recommendation, which sometimes I forget that you can even do that, but we appreciate that. And this comes from Francis Radzizuski. My God, Francis, I am so sorry. I thought I had a tough name to pronounce, but thank you. And he goes on Facebook and recommends Shout It Out Loudcast saying you wanted the best. Now you got the best. Shout it out Loudcast. Simple, sweet, to the point. Francis Thank you for taking a few minutes to do that for us. Much appreciated. We love that. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. As we always tell people, how can you help the show? Number one, join our Patreon family. Uh, number two, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Three, give us a five-star child review on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify. I didn't think Stitcher's around anymore. Wherever you can give a five-star review, please do so. We'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out. Much appreciated. Please. Go on our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. Go to our merch page. There you can buy shirts. The Ace Cult shirt is outselling our Shout Out Loudcast shirt. But there's plenty of other designs out there. See if the shirt that you like is there. Pick it out. You can go to our Amazon store as well. That helps out the show. It's another great way you can contribute. And then please go to the website and you can go look at all of our uh, rankings, our episodes, uh, photos, our friends of the show, podcasts we've been on. All that stuff is on the website. Shout it out loudcast.com. Shout it out loudcast.com. And as Tom always mentions, you can email us at shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. What we do next is we go to famous last words. Do you have any, Tom? It's so sad. You're not content. Far from the music and the neon glow. Ain't you glad we got the times? Far from our folks? They'll never know. Folks? Was it Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> the folks at home know. <laughs> Don't ask me where I was last night. It ain't none of your concern. Who I see and what I do ain't none of your business. Bitch. If I want to get a free gig, hanging out on the weekend, what's that song go? Ain't none of your business. It ain't no fun. Oh, that's a separate song. Ooh, maybe I'll do 
Snoop Dogg from ARC. Should. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, my doggy style. <laughs> Welcome to the Jack Off Hour. This is DJ Z Dick. <laughs> Slash you across your fat ass with a fat dick. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be a six hour episode. Uh, Tom Loudcasters, Kiss Army. Honestly, thank you. Guys, we love you. Don't get too bent out of shape over our rant at the beginning. We love you guys, and you know that. Thank you, guys. And Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Uh, I should change it to, like, go fuck yourself, says the ending, instead of... <laughs> like Ron Burgundy? Yeah. <laughs> and go fuck yourselves, Kiss Army. <laughs> Peace out, Girl Scout. Joey, you ever hang around the gymnasium? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.